0: Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP gets cruel revenge against her terrible roommate. Our next reddit post is from Bernard John Doe. I grew up on a country road with four houses. Our mailboxes were on the main road. Someone kept vandalizing the four mailboxes by driving through them, breaking the posts. I recall replacing the mailboxes a few times on weekends. After like the fourth or fifth time, my dad and the neighbors hatched a plan. My dad told me to go to bed early because we had a lot of work to do in the morning. After breakfast, we go to the mailbox, and there waiting for us are three other neighbors and their sons, along with a tractor with a pole hose digger, railroad ties, cement, and a mini mixer. We proceed to dig two very deep holes. Digging holes is backbreaking work where I lived, as the land was very rocky. We could only dig out about six inches before we had to dig out a bunch of rocks in the hole. We took turns digging out the rocks over the entire morning. We were really motivated because this was the last time we were ever going to have to fix those mailboxes. We dug two holes six feet deep and hoisted two uncut 12-foot railroad ties in each hole. We then proceeded to fill up each hole to the top with cement. We added a crossbeam and attached our new mailboxes. After an entire day of digging holes and pouring concrete, we all sat back and enjoyed our handiwork. A month goes by, and the kids and I walk out to the mailbox to meet the school bus. We discover what happens when a moving car meets an immovable object. There's an old blue Buick Sentry with a smashed up grill and a bent wheel, and nobody in the car. This was well before cell phones, so we run to the closest neighbor's house and tell the mom what we saw. We go back to the main road and get on the school bus with the busted up car still there. We found out later that Highway Patrol ticketed the driver, a 14-year-old kid, and towed the vehicle. Now, where I grew up, you could get a daytime driver's license at 14. There's one catch though. If you receive two violations over two years, you lose your license until you turn 16 years old. This kid was ticketed for speeding a week prior. Whoops, now he's lost his license for one and a half years. The insurance found out about the vandalism and refused to pay the claim. Then, they put the kid's insurance plan in the high-risk category even when the kid couldn't drive. The kid's dad tried to fight it by saying that the mailboxes weren't legally built. Turns out, our county didn't have any regulations on county mailboxes. I smile every time I go home. After 30 years, those indestructible mailboxes are still standing. Our next Reddit post is from Tinkerman. There used to be an antivirus company that gave big discounts on electronics over at Tiger Direct, Amazon, etc. They sold it as a bundled item with hardware, like memory, SSD, hard drive, etc. They were offering a $70 mail-in rebate on a hard drive, so I could get a 1TB hard drive for 20 bucks. It seemed too good to be true, so I did some research. Turns out, this company was not antivirus. They were worse than a virus. They basically took over your computer pop-up ads on the taskbar, your homepage got changed. They filter out ads from websites and insert their own ads. They install a root certificate on Windows so now they can monitor your secure SSL and TLS connection to websites. It was nasty malware. To top it all off, they enroll you in a subscription plan, 79 bucks a year. They just hope that you forget to cancel. So in a year they make up the discount they gave you and continue to charge every year. Amazon customers were complaining because cancelling is almost impossible. And it's impossible to remove the program completely once you install it. The only option is to rebuild Windows from scratch. So I thought, I'll just get the program, but I won't install it. (laughs) Wrong. Here's the process to get the rebate. You get the program on a CD. You install it on your computer. During the install, you have to give your credit card number, phone number, email, and your physical address. So, basically, by that point, they've got you by the balls. Then, the program contacts their server so they can verify that you did install the program. Then, they send you a rebate form to your email, which you print out and send to them, and they'll mail you an Amex gift card. I know this because my poor friend did all that. I spent hours rebuilding his laptop. So, how do I screw over these people who are trying to screw me? Easy. Install a virtual machine software like VirtualBox. First, create a virtual machine. Second, use the virtual credit card feature at Citibank, Discover, or PayPal. Third, generate a virtual credit card number with a credit limit of $5 and an expiration date two months from now. I created an email just for this purpose. I installed the malware on the virtual machine, giving it the virtual credit card number, email, and fake phone number. Then, once I got the gift card in the mail, use it immediately, delete the virtual machine, and then sell the hard drive on eBay or Amazon for a profit. A year later, when they realize they can't charge my credit card, I just ignored the letters they send me in the mail about how much they're worried about me and my computer because their servers can't contact my computer and they can't contact me. I must have done this a half dozen times before they canceled the deal. Our next Reddit post is from Let the Right One In. This story takes place a couple of years back. During college, I lived with several roommates. All of them were nice and we got along well, except for this one girl, Karen. If Satan and Hitler had a child, and that kid married the child of Stalin and Cruella Deville, their kid would be Karen. She's a loudmouthed, stupid, egocentric B-word who has a face that could scare the doo-doo out of a toilet. She would never clean up after herself. She would always leave her plates and things at the spot where she last used them. I lost count of how many times I caught her stealing my clothes without asking. And if you so much as touch your clothes, she loses her mind on you. Or her drinking our lactose intolerant roommate's almond milk, and anytime we confronted her about drinking it, she would shrug and say, I only had a sip. Stop being so stingy. She plays loud music at night. She invites strangers without giving any heads up. And a time or two, she didn't pay rent, even though her parents are filthy rich and she's wearing Gucci and Prada. Karen also lies about everything, even things that aren't worth lying about. Like, if she woke up at 7 and you ask her, she'll lie through her effing teeth and say that she rose with the sunrise because she's natural. For months, we had to put up with her. Of course we tried to get other roommates, but unfortunately, since Karen's name was on the lease, kicking her out would require a lot of time and effort, and most of us were busy with school and work and life, so we ignored Karen as much as we could and tried to move on. At this point, we were all seniors in our final semester, meaning graduation was coming. Karen was planning a backpack trip across Europe with her friend as a graduation gift to herself. One of our roommates, Sasha, has a crush on a guy who lives down the hall. Any time the two of them are together, Sasha and the guy keep giving each other googly eyes and blushing faces. It was so cute. Sasha is a verbal autistic person and has never dated anyone because she has a hard time with socializing and understanding social cues and subtlety, which, let's face it, is at the core of dating, especially flirting, but with a lot of encouragement from me and the other roommate, Lola, we got her to ask him out. He said yes. She was so happy, you guys. She ran back to the apartment and did an hour of happy dance with her arms flailing about and this big grin on her face. Needless to say, we were all so happy for her. Karen caught wind of this, and it just so happens at that time that she was having relationship problems. I guess her boyfriend finally realized that he's dating human garbage. Not one to be outshined, Karen went behind all of our backs and spun lies about Sasha, saying that she's a serial cheater and even made a fake account for Sasha's fake boyfriend. The guy never called Sasha back and eventually weeks passed by and he told us why, but by then Sasha felt like the damage was done and lost interest in him. I, however, was effing furious. This level of dickery and pettiness is the straw that finally broke the camel's back, and I vowed that I wouldn't leave until I served my slice of justice. So here's another character that you have to know about for this story, Professor C. Two years ago, his wife was in a horrible car accident, and as a result, is in a wheelchair. This was especially problematic because she was a stay-at-home mom that took care of their two special needs kids, and they have a toddler at home. He was running ragged between working and single-handedly taking care of his family. The university took pity on him, and they also feared that the workload would see one of their best and most beloved teachers leave the school, so they struck a deal with him to help him out. All of his classes still had quizzes and midterms, but for his assignments, he was allowed to grade all of them at the end of the year. This is important because our university has a zero-tolerance policy on professors who don't constantly update the students' coursework so that students have the chance to improve their grades. Karen, the lazy, stupid B-word that she is, is somehow skating through his assignments even though they require a ton of research and writing. I accidentally learned that one of her older friends told her that she only needs to submit the paper on its due date and to only write the first three pages and use a paraphrase tool for the rest of the paper. That way, the professor's plagiarism software won't detect it and would think that it's original material. So at the end of the year, Karen would submit a paper with the first three pages being her actual work and the rest being completely plagiarized professional work. Professor C would never notice because the likelihood of a man as busy as him thoroughly checking the work of like 120 students is pretty low. I grinned. A plan was beginning to formulate in my head. Oh sweet mother of Jesus, Karen is going down. All semester long, I let Karen do this for all seven of her papers, one of which is a term paper that's worth 20% alone. All the while, I spied on her and gathered all of her passwords, social media, her student ID, everything. The end of the year came, and I compiled all of the evidence, both her original assignment with the paraphrasing tools that she used to circumvent plagiarism, I handed the evidence to the professor, and I even submitted photos of side-by-side comparisons of her work with the plagiarized work. This was a good start, but I wasn't finished. So one day, while chilling in the living room, I started a conversation with Karen about relationships, and I found out that she's cheating on her boyfriend. So I asked her questions like, Don't you feel guilty for cheating? And you do realize this is wrong, right? I would phrase my sentences in a way that it's vague, but also clear. For example, I would say, It's not fair. So many people work so hard every day to be successful, and you're here cheating and lying your way to success. Karen, the narcissistic moron, would respond with snippets of, I don't care. I know that it's cheating. Everyone does it, so why can't I do it too? It's too good to be true. Even her answers are vague. It's like God put his hand on my shoulder, looked me right in the eyes, and said, bury this woman. And that's exactly what I did. As you've probably guessed by now, I was recording everything. The recordings of her admitting to cheating, the photos, and her assignments were more than enough evidence. I sent an anonymous email to Professor C, and I told my other roommates to prepare for the storm that was coming. Three weeks later, the results came back. Karen failed the class and she lost her mind. She was screaming, crying, wailing. What a sight to see. You best believe the girls and I were laughing. She tried to talk to Professor C, but he was not having it. She cried and begged for a second chance, but he gave her a hard no. So now she has two options. Option one, she can stay for an entire extra semester just for one measly course. Or she could cancel her summer trip to Europe so she could take a summer class instead. And keep in mind, she has spent a ton of money on this vacation already. Something like $13,000. She could have gotten something much cheaper, but after all, Princess Karen only deserves the best. The next couple of weeks, she spent sleepless nights because she was calling and canceling all the reservations she made, desperately trying to get her money back. But because the cancellation was so close to the trip, she couldn't get a full refund for most things, and she ended up losing 7 dollars Ouch. My revenge still wasn't over. With all the evidence in hand, I told her that she was going to pay all of our bills until we moved out, which was in two months. This was payback for all the times that she was late on payment or defaulted, and she would now do her part of the house chores, or I was going to send all this evidence to the admin and faculty dean. That way, she would also be kicked out of the university, and all these years spent at university would be for nothing. She hated it. She threw tantrums and cussed me out. But she did what we told her to do. She cleaned up after herself. She apologized to Sasha for what she did. I forced her to come clean to her boyfriend. And I watched her actually do the dishes for the first time in like years. It was effing amazing, and I don't regret it one bit. In fact, anytime I feel sad now as an adult, I kick back my feet and reminisce about Karen. OP, what I want to know is, once everything was said and done, why didn't you just send the evidence to the dean anyways? That's what I would have done. That was our slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.